the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. I know a place where we can go to lay the troubles down in your soul. This is Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. Now, your host, Eric Cartier, Senior Pastor of Rocky Mountain Calvary Church. Like a tide, it is rising up deep inside a current that moves and makes it come alive. Living water that brings it dead to life. Welcome to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Thanks so much for joining me. Hope that you're doing well. Live in studio today on this Tuesday afternoon. Hope that you had a great uh, memorial or Labor Day, excuse me. We had a awesome weather this last weekend in Colorado Springs in Southern Colorado. Want to remind you, Crosswalk Colorado Springs is a local show for Colorado Springs and Southern Colorado. Hope you're doing well. We've got some heat. It's starting to feel pretty hot out there the last few days uh, for sure, but it looks like some weather relief is coming uh, this weekend. If you'd like to give me a call, I'd love to hear from you. The purpose for me uh, doing this show is to really hear from you. Love answering uh, Bible questions or things that you're reading, wondering about God, about Christ, questions about current events, also things that are going on in your life. If there's challenges that you're facing, things that you'd like to talk with a pastor about, I'm here for you. The number to call is 844-500-9673, 844-500-WORD. Also, you can send me a text. This is a great way to send in your question or your prayer request. I'll pray with you right now on the air The text-only number is 719-315-1726. Again, that text-only number is 719-315-1726. Again, this is Eric Cartier. I pastor at Rocky Mountain Calvary in Colorado Springs at Austin Bluffs and Academy. We also have a camp out east in Ellicott. And it's a joy to be with you uh, today. I want to share some things that I've been thinking about and and wrestling with as I've been teaching through uh, the Gospel of Luke. And actually, the Gospel of Luke, what has stood out to me is the ministry of uh, John the Baptist. I mean, we know several things about uh, John the Baptist. Of course, uh, he was a man that was in the wilderness. He's got camel's hair for clothes, a very interesting diet he would eat grasshoppers uh, dipped in honey. My son Wyatt, uh, he's been studying John the Baptist as well, and uh, he's hearing about John the Baptist eating grasshoppers, so he's been out in the backyard catching grasshoppers. And our children's ministry pastor, Doug, he had some grasshoppers uh, at children's ministry this weekend uh, that he uh, purchased and was handing out to to the kids. And so, Wyatt caught his grasshoppers, fried them up at home, and he's been eating some grasshoppers, and I've been eating some grasshoppers as well. 
been having some man bonding uh, time uh, for sure. And they're actually not as bad as you might think. Uh, those those grasshoppers actually taste uh, pretty good. Well, anyway, back to uh, John the Baptist, and his message was one of repentance and calling the children of Israel uh, to prepare their hearts for Jesus. And it's a message, I think, that needs to be heard uh, today as well. And with John the Baptist, he turned fathers' hearts uh, to their children and children's hearts to their fathers. We definitely need that uh, as well. But when I was teaching this weekend, what stood out to me in Luke chapter 3, verses 19 and 20, is John the Baptist actually rebukes Herod. This is Luke 3, verse 19, but Herod the Tetrarch being rebuked by him concerning Herodias, his brother Philip's wife, and for all of the evils which Herod had done, also added this above all, that he shut John up in a prison. It's kind of surprising when you step back and you think about it, that John the Baptist would actually rebuke Herod, because Herod is a Roman official, he's the Tetrarch over the Galilee region, and Herod decides to take his brother's wife. Herodias is his brother's wife. And I can already kind of hear some of the complaints with John the Baptist, like, why are you being political? People might think that this prophet, this pastor was being uh, political, but he wasn't being political. I think he really cared about uh, Herod, and he was being biblical, uh, not political, and he wanted Herod ultimately to get to a place to see his need uh, for Jesus. So he called him out on his uh, sexual sin. If there's anything that's going to get you in trouble today, it is calling out uh, sexual sin, God's design for sexuality being between a man and a woman inside of the commitment of marriage. If, if you give God's message on sexuality, it, you probably will have those that come against you, that try to cancel out your social media, cancel out uh, your press. And John the Baptist as well was persecuted for God's message on sexuality, thrown in prison, and ultimately executed. He was uh, beheaded. To kind of bring this home to where we see this uh, on a local level and also on a national level, God's message on sexuality, God's message on the sanctity of human life, and how that message is trying to be silenced. I found this interesting in last week's uh, news. There's just so much happening in the world today that really ties into Scripture. You're familiar with Yelp, I'm sure, uh, the app, the website that a lot of us use uh, to find businesses and to find out things uh, about uh, businesses. And they decided, Yelp decided to put a disclaimer on pregnancy resource centers. And this disclaimer states that pregnancy resource centers may not have medical uh, staff. And actually, our three pregnancy resource centers got that disclaimer put on uh, their their Yelp uh, page. And here in Colorado Springs with Life Network, that's totally not true. They have lots of medical uh, professionals and provide free ultrasounds, but there's this movement to try to silence God's message on the sanctity of life, that life begins at conception, and we see Yelp leading the way uh, on that. And then Google just came out and said this. They just came out and and stated this, that they're going to bury pregnancy resource uh, centers in uh, their search engine. 
What's unfortunately taking place uh, with abortion is it's moving a lot more towards uh, a pill that gets mailed to you. Uh, And so women are searching online uh, about abortion and pregnancy resource centers are there giving a life affirming message and seeing a lot of women reach out to them instead of getting uh, the abortion uh, pill. So be praying for the pregnancy resource centers. And I think that God is going to do a great work in the midst of this. Support your local pregnancy resource center, Life Network. They're doing great work. They're on track to do uh, a thousand ultrasounds this year. And many of those ultrasounds result in moms choosing to keep uh, their baby. But there is this real opposition to try to silence uh, God's message on sexuality and life. And we see it all the way back with uh, John the Baptist. Though John the Baptist was martyred, his life fulfilled the purpose that God had uh, for him. So he prepared the hearts of people for uh, Jesus Christ. And so God knew exactly what he was doing in raising up uh, John uh, the Baptist. So please be paying attention. I shared this with our church, Rocky Mountain Calvary, uh, this weekend. It's here. We're living in a time where God's message is trying uh, to be silenced. And that shouldn't cause us uh, to live in fear but it should cause us to be in a place of, okay, I want to be close to the Lord. I want to engage in the things of God, and I want to share uh, the truth in love. And I also reminded our church that we have to remember the why. You know, we want, don't want to be on a, a bully pulpit uh, trying to beat people up uh, with the word of God. Why was, why was John the Baptist speaking out in Herod's life? Such, such a bold move. I think because he loved Herod. And we want to be speaking truth for the purpose of seeing people know Jesus and the forgiveness of sins. If we lose that, we have lost everything. So we're to speak the truth, but we're to speak the truth in love. It's so, so very important. I'd love to hear from you, your questions that you have about the Bible, things that you're going through. Give me a call, 844-500-WORD. Stay with me. We got a lot of great stuff coming up for you after the break on 100.7 The Word. But it couldn't fill me Man's empty praise And treasures that fade Are never enough And you came 100.7 The Word Welcome back to Crosswalk Colorado Springs This is Pastor Eric Cartier Thank you so much for joining me Hope that you're navigating traffic okay and doing well. Definitely have some warm weather here in Southern Colorado. Looking forward to fall uh, for sure. Give me a call, 844-500-9673. Give that number to you one more time real slow, 844-500-9673. Also, you can send me a text. Text is a great way to send a question or a prayer request my heart and purpose for being here on uh, the show live in studio today is just to minister to you, to serve you. So if you've got questions, you've got prayer requests, I'd love to hear from you. The text only number is 
315-1726. Also, we are ready to take your call at 844-596-73. Remember, this radio show does turn into a podcast, Crosswalk Colorado Springs, anywhere that you find your podcasts. Uh, we had a great show yesterday, Reaching the Next Generation. Our youth pastor from Rocky Mountain Calvary was on with us, Tim Bolligott. So you'll have to go back and check that out on the podcast. One of the things that I've been talking about uh, today is this reality of uh, God's message being silenced in the digital world, the world of the internet, social media. It seems if you put a message out, a biblical message in love of God's design for sexuality, uh, God's heart for life, life beginning at con- conception, there's there's a good chance that your social media is going to be uh, shut down, you're going to be warned, uh, those type of things. Uh, we see Yelp putting this disclaimer on pregnancy resource centers, uh, stating that they don't have medical staff, which a lot of them do. I know that we do here locally. Google's just come out and made it known uh, that they're going to bury pregnancy resource centers in their search engines. But Luke records for us the life of John the Baptist, and Herod tried to silence his message uh, as well. But God God was greater, and God is is uh, faithful. So please understand that that's the, that's the world we live in. But when the church has been opposed in the Bible and throughout Scripture, God has done His greatest work. So God is really on the move. It's an important time for us to be close to Jesus, to being in the Word of God, to know what uh, the Scriptures uh, say. I want to take a look at some headlines to try to look at some current events through the lens of Scripture uh, today. This was a pretty cool uh, story that I read in uh, today's news. I think it's going to encourage you. Uh, The headline reads, Extraordinary Discovery, Archaeologists Unearth Ivory Referenced in 1 Kings and Amos. Archaeologists in Israel have unearthed rare ivory plaques dating to the time of King Solomon that would have been used to decorate furniture and are apparently what is referred in the biblical books of 1 Kings and Amos. Archaeologists uncovered the ivories among the ruins of a building that likely was burned when the Babylonians destroyed Jerusalem in 586 B.C., according to news released by the Israel Antiquities Authority. The ivories have been smashed into tiny pieces, but were restored in a meticulous process that required joining and fusing. Now, what is so amazing about this is what the Bible uh, declares in Kings. In 1 Kings 10, it says, The king made a great throne covered with ivory, and overlaid with fine gold. And up until this point with archaeology, we hadn't been able to find ivory in Jerusalem. But here, recently, we found ivory in Jerusalem. And archaeology is a great validation to the inspiration of Scripture. The Bible claims to be inspired, to to be from God's Word. It's not from men, it's not from women, it, it's from God. God has given us uh, his word, and the archaeological evidence really points that out. 
I've had an opportunity several times to go to Israel and, and lead tours. We're, we're headed out again in February, Lord willing, of next year, 2023. And it's amazing when you go three, five years later, all the archaeology that they found that wasn't there at a prior visit. So study archaeology. It really points to the validity of Scripture. Scripture stands out above all the rest as being the Word of God. Another article that stood out to me that I read is a group of moms uh, standing together. And we actually have one million moms urges Disney to cancel satanic cartoon Little Demon. So I don't even know that Disney had a cartoon called Little Demon. Let me read to you about it. The conservative Christian group One Million Moms has launched a petition urging Disney to cancel its FXX animated sitcom series Little Demon. The show features a mother who was impregnated by Satan and gives birth to an Antichrist daughter. The show is rated TVMA, features graphic violence, nudity, and satanic satanic imagery. One Million Moms, which has petitioned against other controversial shows, is urging parents to sign their latest petition, calling for Disney to cancel Little Demon. So go moms. Go these moms that are saying, hey, we don't think that this should be a show that is on Disney and they've got this petition. You can go find uh, this petition, Google One Million Moms, and here's Disney just being so bold in their message uh, to have a satanic uh, cartoon. This is Christian Post says, 13 years after being impregnated by Satan, a reluctant mother and her Antichrist daughter attempt to live an ordinary life. Uh, Disney describes the show uh, that way. In a petition, One Million Moms quote the series creator, Seth Kirshner, who allegedly told reporters, we're going to keep going for it until we are told no. Wow, that's amazing. Many have Disney Plus, you know, and as you're streaming Disney Plus, beware that there is a real agenda after the hearts and minds of our kids. And Disney has been very open about that. They're not hiding that uh, as well. And it is a message that doesn't line up with uh, the truth of Scripture. So as you're reading the news, read it through a biblical lens. Read it through uh, the Scriptures. This is another article uh, that came through. And I found this to be astounding. Before I read this article, just want to remind you that you can give me a call. I'm live in studio today. Would love to hear from you. The number to call is 844-596-73, 844-500-WORD. Also, you can send me a text, and the text uh, comes to me directly, 719 315 1726. I'm going to jump over to a text question. Thanks for sending this in. If you've got a text question or prayer request, it comes right to me, 719-315-1726. I do believe that Jesus was the descendant of David, but am confused about the way the Bible traces his lineage through Joseph, his earthly dad, and no biological relation instead of through Mary, his biological mom. Can you explain? 
This is a great question, and we actually touched on this at Rocky Mountain Calvary this weekend, is when you look closely in the Gospels, there's actually two uh, genealogies. And one genealogy in Matthew seems to be the genealogy of Joseph, tracing Jesus through Solomon. When you get into Luke chapter 3, you see the genealogy is slightly different. Instead of being traced through Solomon, it's traced through Nathan, a different son of David. Luke's genealogy seems to be Mary's. So hold on, I'm going to go into this uh, in depth after the break. You're listening to Crosswalk on 100.7 The Word. Stay with us. We'll be right back. This is 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Hope that you're doing well, enjoying this weather that we've been having. Hope that you had a great Labor Day weekend. I know I just love living in Colorado Springs. It's it's a great city to be in. Southern Colorado is wonderful. Had the opportunity to go to Pueblo Reservoir on Saturday with the family, and the weather was warm. It was beautiful down there as well. I'm live in studio today. My heart for being here is to serve you. If you've got questions about the Bible, things that are going on in your life, let me know that you're listening. You can call 844-596-73. Also, pick up your phone and text me. If you need prayer, you're going through challenges with one of your kids, financial difficulties, struggles in your marriage, need wisdom, just just send me a short text, 719 715-1726. Again, that number to text is 719-315-1726. I was answering a text question about why does the Bible trace the lineage of Jesus through uh, Joseph? And that's Matthew's genealogy in Matthew chapter 1, because though Joseph wasn't the biological father of Jesus, he was the legal father of Jesus. And so, Culturally, legally in Israel, Jesus had to be the descendant of David through Joseph for it to stand legally. Why is it so important that Jesus is a descendant of David? Is because God promised to David that his descendants would reign on the throne forever, and that is fulfilled in Jesus Christ. But what we find interesting is there is a little bit different genealogy in Luke where we see a difference coming after David. After David, we see the line tracing through Nathan instead of through Solomon. So most Bible teachers think that Luke's genealogy points to Mary. So we have both genealogies in the scripture because there is that question, well, if Joseph isn't the biological dad, then don't you need a genealogy from Mary? And the answer is yes, both is covered. God covers both with Luke being Joseph, Luke being Mary's genealogy and Matthew being Joseph's genealogy. So I hope that's helpful. That was a great uh, question. Another text that's come in. Thanks for sending this in. It says, hello, Eric. Hope all is well. I was just wondering, how does it work in having two campuses? Do you have a separate pastor for the campus in Ellicott, do both campuses get together at times for fellowship? Thank you. So yeah, the way that God's led us is for the Ellicott campus is they do have their own campus pastor, and his name is Josh Shasowski, 
and he was our high school pastor and now is the campus pastor out there. And he actually uh, teaches through the same section of scripture. So we're going through the same section uh, of Luke, and we've just felt led at uh, this time to not do the satellite uh, campuses. So it's not a screen of me teaching out in Ellicott, but it's Josh uh, teaching there. God's really blessing it and using it, and that church is uh, really growing. That campus uh, is growing. And then we do get together uh, for fellowship uh, events. We do our men's and women's ministry to uh, when men's and women's retreats uh, together, and also uh, we do some youth activities uh, together. So God was really gracious in opening up that Ellicott campus for us. There's three acres and a, a small church building uh, that was sold to Rocky Mountain Calvary for $100,000. So God really opened the door for us out east. So if you live out east, Highway 94, the Ellicott area, Callahan, we'd love to invite you to our Ellicott uh, campus. You're listening to Crosswalk Colorado Springs with Pastor Eric Cartier. Also, just want to remind you uh, that this does turn into a podcast anywhere that you find uh, your podcasts. So a few more questions that have come in. Thanks for sending these to me. Love it. It says, what is a way to get people, what is a way to get people to get that Jesus loves them right away? This is a great question. How do we help people understand that Jesus uh, loves them? This is the most important thing, is for people to understand uh, the love of Christ. And my answer may be a little bit uh, surprising uh, to you. I know that it's uh, challenging uh, to me, and it comes from Ephesians uh, chapter 3, where Paul is praying for the church of Ephesus. So stay with me on this answer. He says, For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, for whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ might dwell in your hearts through faith, that you be rooted and grounded in love, that you be able to comprehend with all of the saints, here it is, what is the width and the length and the height, to know the love of Christ which surpasses knowledge, that you may be filled with all of the fullness of God. I think one of the greatest ways uh, for us is to pray that people would know the love of God that surpasses knowledge. And Paul really paves the way for us on this of how busy the apostle Paul was. He always took time to pray uh, for the churches and he really shows us the power of uh, prayer The one thing the disciples asked of Jesus is they said, teach us to pray, not teach us how to do miracles or show us how to be better communicators, but teach us to pray because they could see the power in prayer. So I think the greatest thing that we can do for those that we want to know the love of Christ is to faithfully pray for them. And then as doors open to share with them, to share the gospel, I, I think If I have opportunity to share with someone, I want to specifically share with them the cross of Jesus Christ, because that most clearly displays uh, the love of God. My life uh, was really changed when I understood the love of God, and I'm sure that's the case for many listeners as well. My life was touched by Romans 5.8. I didn't know the reference at the time, but it says, but God demonstrated his love towards us. And while we were yet sinners, Christ died uh, for us. 
Another text question uh, that has come in. Thanks for sending me this. If you've got a question or prayer request, the text only number seven one nine three one five seventeen twenty six says, "Hey, Pastor Eric, why is it that Catholics believe that Mary, the mother of Jesus, was born without sin, and that she is the new Eve?" Do we not have a direct line of salvation through Christ himself since he died on the cross for all people and all have fallen short of the glory of God? This is a great question. And yeah, the scripture does not point to Mary being uh, sinless. And it would actually be a contradiction of scripture because in Romans three twenty three it says, for all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that would include Mary as well. And we do have a direct line uh, to Jesus. He gives us direct access to himself. And in Hebrews chapter four, it's just a beautiful promise. We're invited to the very throne room of God, where we are able to come into uh, his presence. So there's only one mediator, and that's Christ. Uh, We don't need Mary to be a mediator uh, for us. And I think it just shows uh, the importance of us really going uh, to scripture and, and holding our beliefs uh, from Scripture. This is the promise where we have direct access uh, to the throne room of God. In Hebrews 4, verse 14, it says, Seeing then that we have a great high priest who passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weakness, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. Let us therefore come boldly to the throne of grace that we may obtain mercy and find grace to help in time of need. I I bet you've got some burdens, some things that are weighing upon your heart as you're driving today or already at home, and you have open access to Jesus, open access to the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, the creator of the universe that's ready to hear your prayer for you to open up your heart to him, to ask for wisdom, forgiveness, And we're able to enter into that place by faith through grace. This is Crosswalk with Pastor Eric Cartier. Going to come back and look at some more of your questions and current events. Stay with me on 100.7 The Word. Welcome back to Crosswalk, Colorado Springs. This is Pastor Eric Cartier. Hope that you're doing well, enjoying your evening. Hopefully you're not stuck in traffic. The number to call is 844-500-WORD. 844-500-9673. Also, you can send me a text. would love to hear from you. Prayer requests, questions. Take down this number and text me, 719-315-1726. Had a prayer request uh, come in of a, a couple, a single mom of two, a single father of four. They've had a four-year uh, relationship and says we are both Christians but believe the devil has gotten between us and overtaken our earthly ways, and God's will has been masked. The devil got the best of both of us. This last weekend, I sincerely asked for prayer to bring God back into our lives the way we have been for the last several years. She and I are both devout Christians and need God's guidance in order to get through our differences and reconnect. So, yeah, I want to pray for this uh, for sure. And want to invite listeners to to join me in prayer. Father, I, I just lift up uh, this couple. They've they've been dating for 4 years and Lord, there there's their kids involved uh, and Lord, they just had a tough uh, a weekend and want you to be the center of their lives and 
are reaching out to you, uh, Jesus being the high priest. And I, I pray for wisdom. I pray for grace. I, I pray for your will uh, in this uh, situation. Lord, you tell us in your word, if we ask for wisdom, that you'll be faithful to give it. So, Lord, I, I just lift up, um, Lord, this listener and this relationship. Pray that you'd comfort them, that you give them peace, that you give them wi- wisdom, that you'd bless them, cause your face to shine upon them, show them what it looks like for you to be in the center of their lives. And we love you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thanks so much for uh, for sending that text in. Really appreciate it. If you have a text, question, or prayer request, go ahead and send it on over to me. 719-315-1726. All right. This is a great question. May you help us by explaining what is doctrinally false and doctrinally true, and theology, please. So, yeah, I think the nature of this question is, what is false doctrine? What is sound doctrine? So to to simplify, theology means what you believe about God, and doctrine is what we believe God teaches, what he declares about himself, what he wants us to show us how to live our lives. So, Doctrine is basically what teaching is uh, from God. And the best way for us to really know sound doctrine from false doctrine is the Word of God. And specifically, I think this will really help uh, if you want to write this down, is first, if you see it in the life of Jesus, where most false doctrine really originates from is they get off on the person and the work of Jesus Christ, They don't believe that Jesus is God. They don't believe that Jesus died for our sins and rose again. They really start teaching a false, different uh, Jesus. So do you see it in the life of Jesus? Do you see it in the book of Acts? Is it practiced in the book of Acts? Is it written about in the epistles? And if the answer is yes, it's sound doctrine. If the answer is no, it's not sound a doctrine. And it's a really important time right now, just because somebody quotes the scripture or quotes the Bible, you really have to get into it for yourself and read the Bible for yourself to see if what they're teaching is true. You maybe have heard this, you maybe have not. There's a group in the book of Acts, and they're called Bereans, and they would search the scriptures every night when they heard the Apostle Paul teach to see if what he was saying uh, was true. Now imagine that if the Apostle Paul came to your church, to our church, it'd be easy for us to think, well, I don't have to see if what he's saying is true. But no, they they listen to Paul and they're like, we're going to take it back to scripture. And that's what we need to do, no matter who you're listening to, to go, is it biblical? Does it line up with the person of Jesus? Does it line up uh, with the book of Acts? Does it line up with what is taught in the epistles? And this actually goes right into the last news article that I was going to bring up uh, for the day. And it's actually what pastors uh, believe. And this was an interesting article on christianheadlines.com. It's a survey. More than one third of senior pastors believe being a good person can earn you salvation. That's pretty astounding because we know the gospel is so specific that we can't earn our salvation, that we're saved by grace through faith. So I read the article to you. It says, according to a new survey by Cultural Research Center at Arizona Christian University, 
At least one-third of pastors across the United States believe that people can go to heaven based on good works. According to the Christian Post, the nationwide study found that at least one-third of senior pastors saying that being a good person can get you into heaven. Additionally, one-third or more of senior pastors surveyed believed that the Holy Spirit is a symbol of God's power rather than a living entity. Moral truth is subjective. Did you hear that? Pastors believing that moral truth is subjective and sexual relations between two unmarried people who believe they love each other is morally acceptable. They also believe that socialism is preferred to capitalism. The Bible is ambiguous when it comes to abortion and reincarnation is a real possibility. This is mind-blowing. This is coming from senior pastors of churches, and it's a real departure from the Word of God. Timothy really encouraged and exhorted by Paul to stay faithful to the Word of God. And we really need that exhortation to pastors to stay true to uh, the Word of God. Paul, when he was writing to Timothy... He told him to to study the Word of God and to be approved in his work. This is 2 Timothy 2, verse 15. He says, Be diligent to present yourself approved to God, a worker who doesn't need to be ashamed, rightly dividing the Word of truth. So we're having pastors that aren't rightly dividing the Word of truth. They're not getting into the Word of God and letting God's Word speak for themselves. Instead, They're putting their opinions into the Word of God and changing the meaning. Man, there's one thing I wouldn't want to do, and that's change the Word of God. This is God's Word. It's not for us to change. It's not for us to to edit. It's not a Word document or a PDF that we get to go in and alter to our likings. And God's message is clear on these things that we just mentioned in this article, how we're saved. We're saved by grace through the blood of Jesus, what God desires for sexuality inside of, of marriage, that, that abortion is wrong, that it is a, a taking of, of, of a life. And, and so I would encourage you, you know, we can get frustrated, but I'd encourage you in two things. The first is, man, read the Bible for yourself. The Holy Spirit lives inside of you. God's word is living and powerful. And the second is find a church where the word of God is being taught and Proclaimed. Don't just assume that because it's a church that the word of God is being proclaimed. Make sure you're hearing these words. Open your Bibles. More than ever, we need to be in a place where the word of God is being taught. And pray for pastors. We need it. There's a departure that's happening from the word of God, and it's happening from the pulpits. If your pastor is faithfully teaching God's word, would you encourage them? Would you write them a note and say, thank you, send them an email, get them a gift card, pray for them, but give that encouragement to them if they are teaching uh, the Word of God. I'm thankful for the churches in Colorado Springs. A lot of the pastors are good friends of mine and are holding faithful to the gospel, holding faithful to the Word of God, and we're so thankful for that in uh, Colorado Springs. Such an important time to be studying the Word knowing the message of the word of Jesus Christ and him crucified. Thanks so much for listening. It's been great to have you along with me on this journey. 
We're going to be back uh, tomorrow from 5 to 6, so plan on uh, joining me. Crosswalk Colorado Springs is Monday through Wednesday from 5 to 6. Would really appreciate you helping me spread the word. Also, you can catch the podcast, Crosswalk Colorado Springs. Thanks for listening. Have a great night. Until next time, goodbye. I was sure by now. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.